Hi, I'm Cece, and welcome to the Barry Dyers Podcast, where we share our most intimate insecurities, bariatric stories, and battle with obesity. So grab a cup of inspiration with me as we figure out life, post up together. We are so excited to announce that ProCare Health is sponsoring the Barry Diaries podcast. ProCare Health wants to tackle some of the stigmas of bariatric surgery. For example, one of the toughest part of being a bariatric patient is making sure we are getting in all those vitamins and checking in with our doctor to see if we actually achieve proper absorption. ProCare Health is specially formulated for bariatric patients and know what our bodies need. Not only do they take out the guesswork and make it easy for us to achieve our vitamin goals, but they also give us vitamins that taste like dessert. Win, win. And they're easily digestible. Did I mention dark chocolate squares and cinnamon rolls? Give them a try. Use code BERRYPOD to save at ProCareNow.com. Welcome to the Berry Diaries San Diego event. I am... I am Chelsea Titus, Mama Gets Sleeved on Instagram, and I'm also episode 19 of the Berry Diaries podcast. Let's get started. First, I want to thank the sponsors that help put on these events, ProCare Health, Tremino Protein Infused Water, Celebrate Vitamins, Devotion Nutrition, Chalk Zero, Bariatric Fusion, Dive Bar Nutrition, American Dream Nut Butter, and Real Good Foods. If you would like to join into the Berry Diaries podcast, make sure to go on to patreon.com backslash Berry Diaries to see all the events and podcasts that are coming up. Okay, first up, I'm going to bring up our Sleeved Life podcast. Here comes Mel and Kelly. What up, guys? And we're in San Diego again. It's great. It is. <laughs> it was in my seat. It's my turn. Come on. No, I'm kidding. Okay, up next time um, we have... Bypass Nicole and Ani coming on. And last but not least, we have Miss Cece. Welcome, everybody. We have an amazing show today. Honestly, I talked to, well, I call her Bypass Nicole because she's more known on TikTok and she is just an amazing story. And I talked to her probably my third or fourth episode in. And her story was so impactful. Like it was so beautiful what she's gone through. And I didn't even post it on the podcast because I wanted to wait until we can do a live episode to really showcase her because that's how much she just touched me and her story. I'm so happy she's here. I'm happy all Sophia is here. And her mother is here. Her mother also had bariatric surgery. Let's start with your mom first because your mom had surgery first. What are your stats that your highest weight you ever were? And when did you have surgery? Nicole was born in 2003. And um, right eight months after she was born, I had my surgery. My highest weight was 278 or 98 pounds. I can't remember exactly, but I was like almost 300. I was borderline diabetic. I had diabetes during my pregnancy, gestational diabetes. I was doing insulin shots. I had high blood pressure. Um, Easter Eve, she was born Easter day. My sugar went up so high that they had to give me emergency C-section because it was so high and it wasn't going down. So it's bad. So I made the decision right after she was born to have the surgery to save my life and to be there for my three kids. And it was the best thing I did for me, for my kids, for my family, and I would do it if I, again if I had to. So what were your stats? So highest weight, lowest weight? Oh, highest weight was almost 300. I went down to, uh, a year after my surgery, I went down to 155. Now I'm 180. After 18 years? Yeah. 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 You're rocking. So now I try to watch myself because if I let myself go, I can go back to what I was before. I mean, sometimes I let myself have fun. I drink alcohol sometimes. If I want to, I have a dessert if I want to. But then I limit like on the weekends, if I'm doing something, I'll do it. But then weekdays, I'll 
you know, keep it down. <laughs> keep it down. <laughs> yeah. We all do that, I think, because I pretty much eat whatever I want, but I yeah. just, I have a little bit, and sometimes I know if I'm getting off track, and it's like, exactly. wait a minute, I've had Starbucks every day this week. You know, what I'm getting is not bad. It's like I have to catch myself, say, hold on, sis. Exactly. Yeah. We're all humans. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so we're used to eating everything and we're used to, we, we still have the craving. The surgery doesn't take the craving away. It's just you eat little, but we have to make smart decisions what we eat. Yeah. You had the surgery and you did that for your family and made this huge decision and it was amazing and it worked out great. When did you start noticing an issue with Nicole in her childhood that she was sort of having some food issues or something medical was going on or whatever it was she was her weight was perfect until she became like nine like eight nine school, school yeah, yeah that's when because she was perfect uh, health was perfect everything was perfect one once she started elementary school mm -hmm. she started gaining more weight and more and more first i didn't see it as a problem i, I thought maybe okay it's, she's a kid she's gonna grow yeah baby yeah. but then it got worse and worse and worse and i was we were both working my husband and i so she either grant uh, grandparents would take care of her or she was in daycare and at school you know she she was she could get anything from um like junk food especially high school and uh junior high school and uh she could get anything and then my in-laws when they would pick her up or my husband just because i didn't have time to cook they would grab you know fast food and yeah, yeah. whatever was fast and convenient i think fast food is the bad thing here yeah yeah. Also, our cultural food, so we're yeah. Armenian, um, our traditional dishes usually has a lot of oil, a lot of, um, it's like Bread. really dense foods. Yeah. yeah, so I would eat very large portions from a very young age. Yeah. Like, I portions. was a little kid probably eating more than an adult man, I'm sure, you know, so it's it's just a mixture of a lot of things as well. Did she have any <laughs> medical problems, or, or was there something going on that made her kind of turn to food? Did no, or like Did, no medically. Well, not like that. I'm medical when I was younger, I had asthma, right? I had steroid. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, See, you, uh, prednisone. Yeah. It's the oh, worst okay. thing you can do. Yeah, well, two of my kids had um asthma, and the, they were prescribed prednisone every time they had a pan uh, an uh, asthma attack. They would the doctor would prescribe prednisone and i didn't know back then had i known what i know about that medication now i would have never given it to them but both i have three kids my older one who's never had asthma or prednisone he's very lean no problems mm -hmm. but my middle son and nicole because they had asthma and they took the prednisone it just gave them obesity and a lot of other issues well we can't put the full blame yeah no thing. yeah it was yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah it did it did, it did. Yeah. It just changed. Mm -hmm. What age were you that you knew you had, you knew you were different or not like everybody else and that they were picked on you or yeah. whatever it was? So I think the first um, event sort of that showed me I was different from the usual kids was definitely elementary school. So for our physical education or PE class, um, they would make us run a mile. Since we were in elementary school, it wasn't that often. It was maybe once or twice a month. So I sort of noticed, why am I running a mile in 25 minutes? <laughs> um, why is it taking me so long and everyone else is um, you know, doing it faster? And when you're younger, you don't really notice the physical difference and beauty standards and everything. Like I look different. Uh, you just, you can feel it. So I definitely felt it when I was struggling to run the first couple laps of my mile. And um, that really just told me that I'm starting to have a problem at, at a young age. So like nine, 10 years old. Also, choir, I was in choir. So having to go into those costumes and getting it altered. Yeah, very, very emotionally <laughs> traumatic for a young little girl who's trying to fit in with beauty standards. Um, but the biggest time when I noticed that I was really different and struggling was definitely late middle school, early high school. That was my heaviest weight. And 
yeah, that's just when I really noticed it and everything was starting to kick in, you know, like puberty and then you start noticing everything and you start getting those commercials of uh, diets, everything like that. So yeah, that's just that's the- awkward. So she's yeah. young, she's 19, you're just her 19. I just turned 19, yeah. correct. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So I mean, I think the media industry was mm -hmm. definitely bad when I was little or when y'all were little, but they were really bad. I mean, you're especially so social media. media. Like, yeah, yeah, I live in a world it. where like you can literally have access to anything you want, uh -huh. whatever the hell mm -hmm. you want, and like yeah. you get to see all the flashes of like what you're supposed to look like. Or what yep, you're Instagram yeah. definitely played a big yeah. <laughs> role in you know young girls <laughs> thinking there's something wrong with them and wrong with the way they look and questioning their self worth, which is definitely a huge problem. Yeah, yeah, 100%. For, yeah. How is it with boys? I, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm meeting your friends and yeah, so I never got attention from any boys because, well, I don't want to say because it was, I was overweight, but let's be real. That's honestly the truth. Um, so yeah, that was, yeah, that was a huge, uh, toll on my mental health. I just, I felt very different. I felt disgusting if I'm being honest. Um, I had very, very low self-esteem. So that definitely affected my day-to-day -day life. Just, you know, if you have a very low self-image of yourself, it's very hard to enjoy the things around you, enjoy the people around you, yeah. live in the moment. Um, my obesity did hold me back a lot. I didn't have a sweet 16, even though I really wanted to. I was thinking, I'm not going to look good in the photos. How am I going to find a dress? Who am I going to invite, right? Um, so, yeah, growing up obese, hating the way you looked, um, and just all of that, especially in your teenage years, <laughs> is very how, mentally. How old were you when you got surgery? So I got my surgery at 17. Okay. Yeah. Um, December 1st, 2020. So. What was your, your weight that yeah. progressed to have, and, and what happened that progressed at 17 that made you? Okay. So my highest weight ever, I was literally 0.4 ounces away from hitting 300 pounds. I was 299.6. This was my weight at the hospital when I was having a lot of health issues. So in June of 2019, I noticed that I was getting a lot of blurry vision. I had very strong headaches where, where any light would irritate me so much that I would just snap out of irritation and just anger because it it like really messed with my eyes. The feeling was very uncomfortable. Um, I had, I saw black spots in my vision field. My whole vision would be black and I could only see around the borders. So I knew something was wrong. So I said, mom, dad, I think I need glasses. Um, there's something wrong with my vision. I'm having headaches. I can't see very well. Bright lights are annoying me. So um, I went to the eye doctor and the eye doctor examined my eyes. They pulled my parents aside. I said, oh no, <laughs> this is getting serious. Uh, so they told my parents, I need to go to a retina specialist. So the next day we go to a retina specialist and they said, I don't want to freak you out, but I think this is what it is. And he wrote it on a paper um, and said, you need to get admitted to a hospital as soon as you can right and have an emergency MRI. Don't even Holy stop shit. at a gas station. Yeah. Drive right now. There is something in the, in the head. Mm -hmm. They, the doctor said, I think there's something in her head that's pressing on her optic nerve and making her go blind, like go right now. Mm -hmm. So he gave us the diagnosis. We went to the emergency room. He said, go to children's hospital because they have the best specialist and she's underage. So we drove there. We didn't even get to sit at the lobby. Yeah. They just admitted us. And I don't know what's going on. I don't even know the potential diagnosis. I'm just sobbing in the car, Googling everything, oh <laughs> which God. never do. Yeah. No. Never yeah. trust Google. Google. <laughs> I answered your yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Uh, so we go to the hospital. I get admitted. They weigh me. They take my blood pressure, everything. So that's when I found out my weight. Um, 299.6. Um, so they take my MRI, which by the way, I could barely fit in the MRI machine. For those of you who haven't had an MRI, it's really um, narrow. It yeah, yeah, it's really loud. Yeah. It's really narrow. It's and I was in a children's hospital. So it's an MRI machine for children. <laughs> so um, as a teenager who's overweight, like bigger than most adults fitting in a children's MRI machine was <laughs> very claustrophobic. It made me very claustrophobic. Yeah. So there was like this much space roughly between me and the machine. Um, so I'm freaking out. I've never had an MRI. The loud noises were freaking me out. Um, and then it's here. 
Yeah. And then after the MRI, they tell me what's happening. They tell me, um, so, okay, wait, let me start over. <laughs> I, I forgot a few details. So what I was diagnosed with is called pseudotumor cerebri, also known as idiopathic intracranial hypertension. So that's when the cerebrospinal fluid, that's the fluid that our brain sits in, it protects our brain. Um, mine wasn't circulating properly. So it was building pressure on my optic nerve, which was causing me to go blind, have very strong headaches and um, blurry vision. So these are all symptoms of a brain tumor, thus the name pseudotumor. Um, so that's why I had an MRI to see if I had any brain tumor that was causing these problems, which thankfully I did not have a brain tumor. So after the MRI came back clean, the doctors did a lumbar exam on me to take the pressure of my cerebrospinal fluid. Uh, the first time they did it, it went over what the machine could read. It was so high, they had to pull it for a second time. And then it's like a really long needle. Yeah, and they spinal and pull out, pull out some of the fluid. Yeah, it's like babies. But they pull out and I had major needle phobia. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I requested to be put under because I don't want to play around with my spine. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot to deal with, especially because I didn't know what was happening, what the potential diagnosis was until everything sort of just calmed down. I remember when I was 16, I had a tumor and it was mm -hmm. on my breast and it was for all of my breast problems. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was at MD Anderson and Houston and being 16, a virgin, I was just innocent little kid yeah. and everybody's looking at, cause that's a teaching hospital. So oh, I see. everybody was looking at me and I'm like this 16 year old. I'm like, oh, look at you, sir. So I can't imagine what you were yeah. going through being that young, going through these traumatic things at your weight and it's horrific and you feel like mm -hmm. it's your not your fault, but you probably feel. Yeah. Oh, I definitely she felt did. like it was she my said, fault. Mom, what have I done for God to do this to, to me, for to punish me like this? I said, listen, honey, I don't know. She felt like it was her. She did something. That's why she's going through all this. Yeah. yeah. She was 16. Yeah. Wow. It's terrifying. So after um, all of those tests, they I went to the eye doctor. So I had a bunch of different doctors. I had a neurologist. I had an ophthalmologist, right? Uh -huh. A doctor. I had a nephrologist, oncologist. Oh, I missed out a detail. Um, during my MRI, they found a very small benign brain tumor, which um, it's like towards the back of my head right here. Yeah. Uh, the doctor described it as like a mole where it can just randomly pop up, but it's not dangerous. So that was the least of my worries. But my eye pressure was growing very rapidly. It was leaving scarring on my optic nerve. So I had to have emergency eye surgery on my left eye they like popped out my eye a little bit and they like stuck a needle in there and made a hole for the cerebral yeah. spinal fluid to circulate. Yeah. Which oh, I didn't know, which yeah. I didn't know they, oh, okay. yeah, I did not know they popped out my eye for the surgery until okay. my mom told me later. I'm like, what? Oh. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Although that would have been a cool video. I would have. That would I have. Really Doctor I'm like that too. I don't yeah. Know. She's like, well, I would watch that. Yeah, I would yeah. watch that. She's actually studying to be a registered nurse, so she. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I would totally watch that video. Yeah. So they took it out and they fixed it. That's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. So then I had to do that, and then I got um, put under a lot of medications. I was, taking, was taking. Twenty-four yeah. pills a day. Yeah, and, and really big pills. So I was taking Diamox, which um, it decreases the fluid in my brain so that it wouldn't progress, like the scarring. Um, that affected my kidney function. So I was taking potassium something, citrate. potassium citrate for my kidneys. And that was making my blood too acidic. So I had to take uh, bicarbonate pills. Sodium bicarbonate. Yeah, sodium bicarbonate. Yeah. 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 So I was taking easily 20 to 25 pills a day. And I was doing this for a year and a half. What caused that? Was it the weight that caused that? Yeah, so um, the doctor, my doctor said that obesity is the biggest cause of this, though it can happen to to a lot of people, um, not even people who are obese, so even people at a healthy weight. Um, and it's most common in women of childbearing age. So, and my doctor said the best treatment for this condition would be ultimately weight loss. Um, so he told me, you know, you should try our best to lose weight. Let's see where this goes. So, you know, I tried my best. I did diets. I tried to eat healthy. I lost roughly 20 pounds, yeah. but then it started to come back up. Mm -hmm. um, it was very hard for me to 
you know, stick to a diet or like a healthy lifestyle. Well, you're um, a kid. Yeah. yeah. You're a kid. Like you're not supposed to yeah. be thinking about that. No. You're not. Oh, I've been on my first diet since I was like nine, probably. Yeah. So my weight was going down and then coming back up, going down, coming back up even more. Um, so, you know, this I was going nowhere. Life or death. Yeah, yeah, literally. There's a lot of people think that we had surgery because oh, they didn't, because we just wanted to be skinny yeah. and look good. But it's it's literally life and death for a lot of people. And so this was huge for yeah. you. I mean, you had to make this choice yeah. to get healthy or yeah. go right. So when I lost the little uh, 20 pounds, my doctor said, okay, you're showing good signs. Let's start decreasing your medication. And then I started showing symptoms again. So I had to go back up to the same medications I was taking. And I said, I'm, I'm done. I think the best option for me. So literally in the eye doctor room, um, I was like, mom, what was that surgery you had? Do you think I should get it? So she talked to me about it. And I said, I think this is going to be the right decision for me. I think I'm ready to move on. And the doctors agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of problem with insurance. Yeah. But you um, legally can't get bariatric surgery unless you're 18. I can with parental consent. With parental yeah. Consent. yeah. Okay. And Our actually, doctor, we have yeah, we doctor. have the same surgeon. Awesome. He recognized my mom too. Yeah. He's done it on 16 year olds too. He says extreme cases. He, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I think the youngest he's done was 15. 15. Yeah. yeah. So extreme cases, yeah, he does it. But we had a problem, like issue with the with the insurance. Lots of issues. Uh, like sometimes the insurance would pay for the the hospital, and then the doctor was not contracted with that hospital, or vice versa. And then it was taking. It took us another year. I said, you know what? We had to switch surgeons and then start the process all Let's over again. Cash. I waited a year, and then the hospital turned me down because I wasn't. 18 and Plus it wasn't COVID a pediatric changed hospital. a lot of yeah. rules so so my condition wasn't bettering yeah. so you know thankfully my family decided yeah, to pay for so how tall are you and when did you have your surgery i'm curious how tall you are okay I'm just trying to get your stat because yeah. there's a lot of people that watch these videos or we've all done it and i say it every episode mm-hmm. because it's the only reason why i did the podcast is because because i remember it was like pre-op and you look for people who fit you stats wise, yeah. height, weight. And because you want to hear how much they lost, because mm-hmm. that's what makes you want to, you're like, oh, I can do this. So my height right now, I'm five foot seven and a half to be exact. <laughs> um, and my highest weight was basically 300 pounds. So 299.6, you know, if I had a sip of water, 300 pounds. Um, <laughs> at my lowest weight was 173. Right now, I'm like roughly 175. Nice. I've been maintaining awesome. right now, but I'm trying to uh, lose just a little bit more weight so then I can get into the process of skin removal. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my stats. I've lost 125 pounds. I'm trying wow. to lose another maybe 20, 25. That is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So that took a year and I've been maintaining for the last six months. Not willingly maintaining, <laughs> but um I'm just trying to find a good place to sort of get into the habits again, you know, get back to the basics and everything. So yeah, my goal is to lose another 20 to 25 pounds and then start going to consultations for some skin removal. Exciting. Do you have any other health issues that hasn't gone away? Everything has completely gone away, thankfully. Yeah, no more symptoms, no more headaches. You know, all that's gone. Oh, that was childhood asthma. asthma. They grew out of it, both of them. Yeah, so all of my symptoms are away. No more headaches. Actually, my doctor said children, teenagers should not be having headaches. Should yeah. not be having headaches at all. And I was having headaches for a few years before I even knew. So I don't know if this progressed all at once or if it was happening over time. But yeah, in high school, I put on weight very rapidly. So I'm guessing that sort of just um, made it really, really aggressive. So yeah. I don't have any more headaches. All my symptoms are gone. I can see fine now. I have a little bit of permanent vision loss, but I'm thankful that I'm not completely, you know, legally blind, which I thank God every day. Um, So yeah, I'm completely fine. Thankfully, I'm very active now after losing weight. I go to the gym. (laughs) I cook my own food. I try to eat. um, I try not to eat, you know, out as much. I tried to stick to home cooked meals, but it gets hard with the job in school. Yeah. So, you know, I gotta ask, so how, yeah. where's, how's the voice now? And where are all these people, <laughs> people that bullied you? Because if y'all haven't seen her, go to go look at her TikTok. <laughs> it's Bypass Nicole. 
like you really went through the reader in high school in your pictures and you know. yeah those the high school really just made me like the way I was treated just made me really angry uh for myself and for you know other girls who it's suffered cruel. from obesity yeah it, it's it's a lot on a on a teenager with you know self-esteem issues um so no boys yet <laughs> I'm trying to focus on education building a career um I'm not really too worried about that um uh-huh. yeah, yeah. it'll happen naturally yeah so I guess I have a lot of pent-up anger for not not just how others treated me but how I treated myself because mm-hmm because I thought I wasn't worthy of anything for being overweight and having self-esteem issues. So I had a lot of anger for myself. I blamed myself for my weight gain. Um, and just, you know, I never enjoyed anything as a teenager, no prom, no school dances, no school events. I just didn't want to go to it. I didn't, I didn't feel, you know, I didn't have a good self-image of myself. Um, so I just never participated in anything. I just, you know, went to school, came home. <laughs> so, yeah. What's your name? Okay. Just not losing my breath going down the stairs. So I live in a two-story house. Um, it's 16 steps. I always counted it. Aww. It's like a thing. Yeah. I never, I used to lose my breath all the time, just walking up the stairs, not even running, just walking. Now I can jog down the stairs, jog up the stairs. Um, and I notice that I don't lose my breath anymore. And it's just the small things, you know, and um, just fitting into clothes, finally upgrading my closet from those torrid prints, oh <laughs> those torrid prints yeah, to, yeah, to crop tops, uh, like shorts, uh, stuff I would have never worn before. I was always too insecure. Um, yeah, I wore my first crop top when I hit Wonderland. Ah, yeah. Nice. yeah, and it was big on me. So I, yeah, I definitely have a skewed um, image of what my body looks like just with the rapid weight loss. It's a lot for you um, to keep up with. So I always found myself going to the 3X when I was shopping, even yeah. after losing weight. Um, and then I would buy clothes that were big on me. And then, you know, I would just be confused. I'm like, oh, this looked like it would fit. Yeah. So surprisingly, the crop top was big on me. I only wore it that one time. <laughs> like, I did it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, now I know my size because I've been maintaining my weight for a while, six months roughly. And I've, I'm used to my new body now, but the loose skin is sort of bringing back those body image issues. So my goal is to have her removal soon. Yeah, we all have. You're so excited. It's so exciting because you, you mm-hmm. to lose weight. You've been in the smaller clothes. But that reminder of that you know it's just that that skin it's just you know buzzkill it it is because it's like we did all this work it brings it away you know and then the loose skin just brings back those awful awful thoughts that you know people can have about themselves when they don't like their body so what are some tips you would give to some girls that are watching Okay, I need to think about this one because it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like you can tell yourself stuff, but then you have to just believe it, you know? Yeah. So I would definitely say just unfollow any accounts that are making you feel insecure, you know, Instagram models, um, those like yeah. plus size who still have the ideal body. And yeah. we're like, this is not plus size. Yeah. <laughs> this like, is um, no there. seriously. Uh, that's not, that's not um, so just unfollow a lot of those accounts really set set yourself up for success because your environment dictates your future you know if you put yourself in an environment where you're constantly shown images that make you feel insecure you're going to feel insecure um if you follow you know inspirational women motivational people um body positive people it's going to start to change your mindset when that's what you're constantly exposed to so just Try your best. Take a step-by-step baby steps. It's going to take a while to love your body. Um, Nothing happens overnight. So, you know, slowly buy clothes that are out of your comfort zone. You know, mine was the crop top. Mm -hmm. I I cried when I put on my crop top. Mm -hmm. I never thought I would ever wear my crop top, even though it's just like showing this much skin. You know, it was a big deal. It was a big deal to me. So, yeah, just take everything slowly, baby steps. It's okay uh, to still feel insecure. It's part of the process. But well, that's just life. Like you're yeah, you're insecure, but you are correct. Like we talk about this all the time. Like you are what you consume. 
And mm-hmm. so you need to be mindful of what you're actually like putting in front of you. And that could be like what's on your phone and what's in your, Definitely. your plate, well, in your fridge. And we just had a benching talk about how she had to unfortunately unfollow a friend of hers. Yeah. She also had weight loss surgery because she found herself comparing. A lot of people, a lot of people, yeah, in the bariatric community, they compare themselves. I get so many comments on my what I eat in days. They're like, I'm six years out and I smell an egg and I'm full. Like, okay, (laughs) good good for you, I guess. I don't don't want to eat. Yeah, I don't want to eat like a two-year-old for the rest of my life. Thank you. I want to be able to provide my body with necessary nutrients. Yeah, and I think that's a misconception is that Mm -hmm. people see that okay you're going to eat this little amount for the rest of your life and you're not going to think about food or like yeah food. people yeah. don't like, realize it's temporary like food's over no, yeah food's no over. i still like food i still like eating food exactly and going out and enjoying it it's just in a different way yeah a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people who ask me about my surgery and um, my journey they're like i i really want the surgery but i'm afraid i'll never enjoy food again yeah oh, you yeah. will oh, you trust will. me you will <laughs> before you go, yeah you get mad at it i got mad yeah at you, you, get, in the beginning, you get really mad at it yeah like, i hate you right now i don't want to eat you yeah. mm-hmm. but i can't put you inside me right now i'm pissed about it <laughs> <laughs> gets better it, it doesn't stay like that it's the first year and then i wanted to say one like she gets a lot of uh, people saying you took the easy way out it's oh, not like yeah. she gets so mad a lot of people write i get down. triggered <laughs> yeah it's it's not the easy way out we like we've been through so much and then that first year or before the surgery even that two three weeks i don't know if you guys went through that but we had to go through a liquid diet where my i had to feed my three kids and my husband to cook and then i had to (laughs) a chicken broth you know yeah yeah that it's not the easy way out it's no, a very- i had to drink a protein shake while my parents were eating pizza okay i i stayed in my room for yeah, three weeks like, I'm not doing that. i did not step foot into you the kitchen they should make cool. pizza flavored protein honestly i mean i've tried chicken broth protein that was pretty good yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Because the sweet overpowers you. And you make it so sweet. Yeah. Unnecessarily sweet. I like a tad of sweet. Yeah. And my my taste buds did change after surgery. Okay. I used to be such a sweet person. Now too much sugar. It's just like, it doesn't taste the same. I don't I like it. Like overpowering. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. overpowering. I don't know if it's because I went through that long time without a lot of sugar, mm-hmm. or or what. But yeah, I I'm not too big of a fan yeah, of sugar too, anymore. Pastries, yes. But very strong sugar flavors. Sugar, me too. After my surgery, I don't like uh, sweets. That Was much. there any other foods that you found like you liked after surgery that you didn't like before, or vice versa? I've always liked food. <laughs> I liked everything. <laughs> well, I never I discriminated. Like tomatoes. <laughs> like, I hate tomatoes. There's bananas. <laughs> I still hate them after, but you know, like sometimes things change. Like, I feel like I, I know have olives. Anyway. Yeah, you can't have olives. So really, it makes you sick. Yeah, it like feels like it's stuck. Yeah, I'll have like one olive and yeah. freaking full and like this is stupid. I get that feeling with really dry meat. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, dry yeah. Which yeah. Hey, by the way, yeah. guys, I buy think. papaya enzymes. That yeah. is so good for when you get something stuck, especially early post-op. Papaya enzymes, it has like a some sort of enzyme where it helps break down the food yeah. and just makes everything yeah. smooth down so smoothly. Yeah. Do you still have, still have issues binge eating? Is that how did that progress okay. after yeah. surgery? Did you still continue to you know like how did you get because I was mm-hmm. a binge eater and a purger so I it was traumatic when I had surgery it was like what the hell yeah like, so the mental work mm-hmm. so the first six months I had no hunger at all so I really didn't have a desire to binge at all but then when you start to realize you can get away with a few things you know yeah. you can get away with a bite of this or you can get away with a sip of that it starts to become a problem. So when I realized I can have certain foods again, um, it became a problem for me. So, you know, when I was hungry, but I tried to, I had, I tried to like set rules around food, which don't do, by the way, it's, it's just going to cause, yeah, not, not when you have problems with food. Um, So I tried to say, okay, don't eat after this time or, you know, avoid carbs, which guys, carbs are so good for you. Okay. (laughs) You need them for brain function. Well, yeah, not processed carbs. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's like whenever there's 
quote unquote unhealthy food in the house, I can't stop thinking about it. So this comes back to what I said before, which set yourself up for success, you know, try your best to keep those things out of your house. Um, you know, try not to go to places that only have unhealthy foods, which this doesn't mean don't have a social life, you know, still enjoy it, but try to just gouge where your limits are. Um, because everyone will be able to handle it differently. Everyone has different self-control and environments and everything. Like you're into, like, like we're addicts. Yeah, so basically. Yeah. That's how I compared yeah. it. Yeah. Like, See, I'm totally opposite. I will give myself whatever it is. If I want to eat it, I don't care what it is. I will get a bite of it. That's amazing. So I can get it out of my head because otherwise I'll, obs because I'm a binger. Yeah. So I will obsess about it. I don't know if y'all have this because I will obsess about it. This is where and diet culture plays into it. I will eat it for weeks. Like mm -hmm. I will want it for weeks until yeah. I get like so yeah. sick of it. So I, the way I do it now is if I want it, I will take a bite of it. So That's where I've had my most success. I had it. It's done. It's mm -hmm. over. As a binger though, I know that I can't just stop at one bite. I'm also yeah, like yeah. that too. Yeah. 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 So if I want a donut, I'm not going to just have a donut and throw it away. I'm going to eat oh, that whole. Well, I'm going to eat as much as I can. Yeah. Because it's yeah. I have that problem. There's like so, some trigger food you just can't have. If I can yeah. go to the store and say, hey, can I just get one bite of donut? <laughs> donut holes. <laughs> yeah. Great. Donut holes. <laughs> yeah. Donut holes. But then <laughs> they come in like packs of four. I know. Yeah. So yeah. stupid. Yeah. Because so then you've got like these two like boxes that you're carrying well, out. Well, then you justify eating 48 because you ate 48 during the whole day. Yeah, because you're walking past it. I just had one mm -hmm. donut every day for the like. Well, I'm I'm sort of the odd one out because I have celiac, and mm -hmm. so I'm lactose intolerant and celiac. So I could eat a donut if I wanted to. So I don't eat those things. Yeah. You know, that's kind of good and bad that I have that restriction mm -hmm. there too. Because I know if I eat it, I'll get like I'm eight months pregnant. I'll get sick. Mm -hmm. I I just. I will literally bleed internally if I eat wheat. So, so were you I, like that before surgery too? Yeah, okay, because I, was, I know that after I've surgery, you can get a lot of... Since yeah. like 2005, mm -hmm. yeah. Before it was like a bad diet, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I just, I can't eat those things. So I guess that's good that I can't eat, you know, I don't have that. Like I can go to McDonald's or go eat that. Because gluten is mainly in those processed... Yeah, I can't yeah. eat any process. I can't eat that stuff anyway, but... So when I say eat something bad, it's like if I want a zip of soda water mm -hmm. or if I want a cupcake icing or like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say fat food though. Like we're trying yeah, to change bad the food. image on that. Just, just like some Well, foods. just the way we looked at it for like all of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. 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 Which I even catch myself thinking like that too. I and know, I try to break the yeah. cycle. We're yeah. trying to do it. Yeah. There is yeah. no bad food. No. is the way I think of it. There's no There's nutritionally good food and nutritionally bad food, but there is no like overall bad food. You can fit any food into a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, it's like you a know? party. Like you can't, you, just, yeah. you don't have a party every fucking day. Yeah. You yeah, have a party exactly. every couple exactly. months. Exactly. Okay. So that's like the food. You have your food and you have a party too. But with the bypass, uh, it, I, I'll get sick if I have too much fatty food. Or yeah. if I have Our stomach's much... really sensitive. Mine isn't as sensitive. <laughs> Yeah. If I have too much sugar, I'll get dumping syndrome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember growing <laughs> up and seeing my mom like this on the couch. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a super sensitive stomach. I, mm -hmm. If it's too fatty, too sugar, even artificial sweeteners, yeah, it will make me dump like nobody's business. Like it's, I, my mm -hmm. stomach is so delicate. It sucks. I wish I was like. My stomach is like a food processor. It's not, it's, I can eat anything, but if I eat too much of it, oh, like yeah. if I have very fatty, like coconut soup, the tamka soup type. That gave me my that, first dumping. Yeah, if I eat a lot of it, because it's so tamka, like the, the Thai soup. You mean tam yum? Tamka. Oh. The coconut soup. You it's like coconut soup without yeah. the milk. It's in it. so good. Okay. It's yeah. like coconut okay. milk soup. It has so much fat that it, she got her first dumping from. Okay, I think I need to tell this story. Chelsea's never done. She's like the, the only one in here. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think if you've had the sleeve, you don't. It's dump. not as much. No, yeah. Yeah. Really? I thought yeah. it's only with the. You know, I was told that too, but then I got a lot of comments saying I had the sleeve and I can dump, yeah. and I was like, oh, Is yeah. it because since it's smaller, it goes in faster? Well, and it, presents itself differently uh -huh. so it's not necessarily like 
sick sick like you can be really sweaty like nauseous? you can be nauseous mm-hmm. you can be oh, like it's yeah. the other I've never oh, stomped I've, I've never yeah. stomped out of my butt for <laughs> like only for the flu like that's not I've never always been like that my like, heart racing and yeah. sweating I get that too yeah. sweating and I'm like, and so that's yeah. that's yeah. dumb, yeah. dumb. Yeah. I didn't know I did yeah. I'll be seven years I out I actually and so mm-hmm. I didn't know I was having okay so I was I was what like Two, two, three weeks out, you know, still on liquids, um, moving to soft foods. Um, and my friends came over to my house to just, you know, see me after my surgery. Um, so, you know, we're having fun and we decide to order food. Um, I'm like, okay, what can I have from a Thai restaurant? So I look through the options and I just say, okay, since I'm on liquids, I'll just strain some soup. So I ordered coconut soup. <laughs> I took a few sips of it and then um, we were playing Just Dance on my Wii, <laughs> my childhood Wii. So we were playing Just Dance. Yeah. And I noticed I'm like sweating, sweating really hard. Um, and I start to feel dizzy and nauseous and like my mouth starts salivating. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, you guys, you guys go. I'm just going to, I'm going to lay down. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> so I laid down for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And my friends were just dancing. I'm like on the couch, <laughs> like about to pass out from nausea. I hate oh, nausea, yeah, yeah, nausea yeah. feeling. Yeah. So yeah. And then 30 minutes later, I sprung back up. We yeah. danced a little bit. Yeah. And then you learn like, okay, that's yeah, so I'm not happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the no list. Yeah. Okay. But I can have it now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good. Oh, cool. I can have pretty much anything as long as I don't overdo sugar. Sugar mm-hmm. gives me dumping. So if I have a lot of sugar, like ice cream, mm-hmm. um, it can give me dumping. So yeah, yeah. yeah. really high fats too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you go to the bathroom when you don't? Did you? You didn't mention that. Did you have to go to the bathroom? Um, or, I. Or was it just all physiological? Yeah. So. I have a very big fear of throwing up. Okay. I will keep it down no matter what. <laughs> um, so I, throughout my whole journey, I've never thrown up or vomited anything. Um, so I just, I, I talked to my mom about it too, like dumping. She's like, you just need to lay down. Yeah. So we have a recliner. I just, you know, popped open the recliner, rolled back. <laughs> I just laid down, took a break, drink a little bit of water, got some fresh air, which is a really good way to just get rid of the nausea, you know? Um, and yeah, I was back to normal in 20 minutes. So it just went away. Right? Yeah, so, just went away. Yeah. Because yeah, because the food out. empties out. I want that. Yeah. Being oh. I want that. <laughs> oh. No, I can. My mind's a crime scene. It's terrifying. <laughs> oh. But, but my, my first few times dumping were the worst. Now, it's. I think I've just gotten used to it. I don't know what's happened. Um, but I don't dump that often anymore. And it's not as severe. It's like 10 minutes now of just nausea. Okay. Yeah. It's so weird how we're all different. Like everybody, right? yeah. like everybody's yeah. everybody's totally different. There's no there's mm-hmm. no right or wrong. It's just all an experience, and everybody's journey is going to be different. It's it's so amazing. So, mom, what does that feel like now that Nicole did this and she totally changed your life? Right? Oh my God. Before, like she's so talkative now. Before, if she was in a crowd or even if we went to a friend's house, she was just find a a dark corner and she would isolate herself with her phone, not talk to. I mean, I've never seen her talk so much. She's so bubbly. She doesn't stop talking now. I couldn't be happier. I got my baby back, you know? Yeah, she was so sh- not shy, but she she just reserved. didn't yeah reserved. Yeah. She didn't want to be around anybody. She didn't want to do anything. Anytime I would ask her, let's go, let's go to San Diego. Let's go to to the beach. We live in LA. No, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to. So I'm so happy with she did this. Yeah, she went through a lot, but you know, life go you know her yeah life goes on and her life is just yeah her life is just starting you know and i'm glad it happened at a young age and now she can live her life the way she wants to and that weight will not control her future or her life she didn't want to go to school she didn't even know what she wants to do because we all know what it feels like being your 20s and so like and being uncomfortable yeah so, yeah. yeah so in her 20s she'll be per- like yeah. Yeah, yeah herself she can be herself yeah. 
And mm-hmm. she's such an inspiration to everybody. She's oh, yeah. known on TikTok. Yeah. But she, I talk to so many people and they say, well, I found out about bariatrics because of Bypass Nicole on TikTok. Aww. Joanne was just on an episode, a few episodes down. I, I, she says she's talked to you, Joanne. But you were the reason why she had bariatric surgery. She had saw one of your videos and she told her mom. Yeah, a lot of girls yeah, that got inspired. Yeah, she's such a huge inspiration. Yeah. Like, that's just incredible that you're so young and that you... You know, I had my bariatric surgery mm-hmm. when I was, I was probably 50 or 49. So I had already went You mean you're not 49 now? No, I'm 50 now. But I'm saying I think when I had surgery, I was 49. No, I take it back. So I, I turned 50 in July. So I had mm-hmm. surgery the month before I turned 50. But anyway, uh, so I'm just saying, like, I had already went through my whole life of my kids growing up and being overweight and obese or whatever and just... It took me forever, but for her to be so young yeah. and to do this, yeah. and not only for herself, but for all these people that she's made yeah. a difference, yeah. it's just, it's so just so incredible. Yeah. So I never thought that I would ever be sharing my journey online. Yeah. When I was thinking of surgery, you know, I went on YouTube, I went on TikTok, bariatric surgery. I just tried to see, you know, what kind of information I could find, people's journeys, what my journey might be like. Um, and everything was outdated. And, you know, there weren't any young people that posting their journeys. So I said, why not? I see so many what I eat in the days on TikTok. I think this will be interesting. So a month out, I went to Lake Tahoe on a trip and we stopped the subway. <laughs> and literally what I ate, I got like a little slice of turkey breast, a slice of avocado and like two pickled jalapeno slices. And that was my lunch. And that video went viral. That gave me my platform. It had 1.3 million views. A lot of positive comments, a lot of negative comments. Mm-hmm. She'll literally take a picture of her plate and like she like shows <laughs> it and prepares it. It's so adorable. Like I love all your TikToks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah th- this, this surgery definitely brought back my love of cooking. Mm-hmm. I, I love cooking. It's so fun. Not cleaning it up, but yeah. <laughs> well, cooking it. Yeah. Which get an air fryer. It makes everything oh, yeah. so much yeah. easier. Oh, God. So, so easy yeah. to clean too. No yeah. more like cooking four or and five pans. You don't have to fry it or use yeah. a lot of oil too. I don't use oil while mm-hmm. cooking in an air fryer. I just put it on a um, foil. Yeah. Yeah. So you made all these little, these videos are so cute. Um, <laughs> What I love is your pictures and your uh, videos. My transformation like, videos. transformation. Yeah, I just can watch those over and over, <laughs> and they're just, they're so good. I love to make those because it just, you know, when you get to a point where you think you're in a setback or, oh, I only lost like one pound this week, um, and then you compare the photos, it's like, wow, I've really gone this far. Mm-hmm. So it helps you just get the bigger picture when you're thinking of going from step a to step b you don't look at the little steps in between so we're so caught up on meeting our goals very fast like oh i have to be on my goal weight um before my one-year post-up i'm a year and six months out i still have like 20 pounds away from my goal weight you know it's it's a lifetime journey it's a lifelong journey you're you're not it's not like your journey stops after a year so you know you're going to Probably since a lot of us have food issues, we're going to be facing it for the rest of our lives. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. She never let me to take pictures before the surgery. Which so I regret. For those uh, videos before and after. She I used all the same yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> At her brother's wedding, she's not even in the video. Maybe there's one yeah. photo of her. I made her do it with her face down like this. She, she snuck did. a photo of me. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that photo of me like this in the black and pink dress. Oh, I'm like, uh, I'm like yeah. this against the wall. She's, She's not even that looking at the camera. Yeah. She hated taking pictures. Yeah. Now I love attention. Yeah. <laughs> She's in every photo. <laughs> always <laughs> taking selfies. I just, I'm, I'm so proud of you. I think, you Thank know, you. my son, he's 19, by the way. Mm-hmm. He has a huge crush on me. <laughs> He will be at retreat. At my mood, so. um, but anyway, I love the video that you just made. It was like a week or so ago, but uh-huh. it was, um, it showed your pictures, like, you know, being bullied in school and it was like, apologize. And then it was like, yeah. me now, and it was all our good pictures. And I was like, oh, good for you. I just love, I love that. Should I tell a couple high school bully yeah. stories? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. 
Okay, this will forever be ingrained in my memory. Okay, I was in I was in Spanish class. Okay, and my teachers like list names of animals in in English, and I'll write them on the board in Spanish. Um, so people were saying like owl, dog, cat. I ironically said elephant. <laughs> uh, I think some boy in class was like, "You're the elephant," whatever. Blah blah blah. Um, and I, I was just stunned. I was like in my seat. I didn't know what to say. Nothing. Um, but then one girl, she stood up for me. She's like, hey, that's not okay. You can't say that. And I still think about that moment. I keep thinking of her. And I'm like, I never got to say thank you to her. And I always think about it. And um, and yeah, I think that just inspires me to always stand up for people, you know, because you never know what someone's going through. Um, a lot of people don't have the strength to stand up for themselves. So just whenever you see injustice, just, you know, try to step up, try to say something. Always speak voice. on it. Use your voice. Yeah. 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 So that's one story. I'm trying to remember what other stories I have. Okay, well, this isn't a bullying story, but this is like a, I noticed I was a bigger girl story. Um, so I was in choir in middle school um, and there were, we had to wear like these specific dresses and the dress that I was supposed to wear, they didn't have in my size. So they like moved me more towards the back to put it in the sequence of like, cause it has to be in order the dresses. Um, so they gave me like this really ugly dress <laughs> and I had to go and pay to get it altered. Um, yeah. And I had to wear that. And then I remember we did like a dress rehearsal where like the school comes and it's like a teaser for the choir show. And, um, and some girl was telling me afterwards, like how a guy from class was like, look at Nicole, and, like laughing. Um, and he was saying that to my cousin and my cousin like stood up for me. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I have. I have so many stories. I just can't, for some yeah. reason, remember them right now. But you're yeah, I'm on the spot. It's hard to uh, come it's up with it. So cool. Mm -hmm. yeah, I still remember Tara, our best friend Tara. She was a big girl. Mm -hmm. She actually had weight loss surgery before we yeah, ever all like, of us. I think she, she turned 18. She, she had it. Yeah, she had mm -hmm. RNY. Yeah, because like we were all big in high school, and like a girl, like a, like a younger girl that was like one of the popular kids, like called me a fat bitch. And wow. I just remember Tara like just fucking took her and just like boom. stopping I love it so much <laughs> yeah you have so many followers like I think 70, I'm no, no. I'm less than 50. Less I, than I think 50. I'm like 46,000 okay about yeah roughly yeah. so that's exciting though you get to I try to do TikTok I don't know if y'all have but get the whole TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you I'm have to just Instagram. follow trends mm -hmm. you have to be very uh, like active on it yep. you know comment on a lot of videos stitch duets say something controversial mm -hmm. uh, like yeah. you can say you can say something controversial about like bariatric surgery like i made a video um i think about how you can eat carbs like carbs are not your oh, enemy yeah. i showed an apple and that got a lot of like comments mm -hmm. um so i don't know you can talk about something controversial in the bariatric community and just have them fight in the comments yeah it'll boost yeah. your video boost your yeah videos. wow <laughs> mom what advice do you have for other moms out there that have their kids and struggling with the weight yeah i would say if they've tried everything and don't put them on diet i mean i tried even though i have gone through the same thing we but you don't learn mm -hmm. i kept forcing her to be on diet or like forbid her from eating this and like they will find a way to hide food yeah. or find food to eat it when if they want to so i think i took the wrong um like way of doing it but um if you feel like it's hurting like uh, affecting their health just talk to their doctors and if if the doctors agree like do the surgery it, it is a life-saving it helps a lot so i would uh, it saved our my life her life and but it's also like very extreme 
so I personally think teenagers should only do it for medical intervention yeah you know I if I hadn't had my condition I probably wouldn't have gone through the weight loss surgery route um just because it is pretty extreme um but you know it was either go blind or have surgery so I think I made the right choice yeah 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 me too I if I didn't have the surgery I don't think any like I could have done anything to lose that much weight it's not like 20 30 50 pounds that you need to lose over 100 yeah yeah. over 100 pounds it's just very unlikely to lose on your own Mm -hmm. I mean it's been done like 40 something yeah yeah mine too mine too it was over 40 it's very unlikely to Mm -hmm. lose that much weight on your own yeah and to keep it up and to keep it up i mean it's been done i've i've seen people do it but it's one in a million you know probably yeah what's the weirdest diet that y'all tried oh my god okay i'm just curious the weirdest diet i've ever tried was like acupuncture and like Ooh. pressure points hey i always wanted to look into that it does not I never did. <laughs> oh okay yeah so we went to this doctor and he like gave us a list a list of foods that you can't eat like bananas, yeah, grapefruits, bread, rice. So bananas. that's, yeah, that's what was basically putting you in a caloric deficit. Um, but they would put needles like right here on the ear. Um, where else? Ear. Yeah. yeah. Like the neck, basically yeah. like weight loss pressure points or acupuncture or something. And you're supposed to massage it. Like, Every time you get hungry, yeah. you're supposed to crazy. massage it. You're supposed to massage it. And then he put us on 500 calorie a day diet. Really? Yeah, you don't remember? I never counted my calories, yeah. but I remember we weren't allowed to yeah. have like basically everything. Yeah, it was 500 calories yeah. a diet. If, well, if that's I, how you lost weight though. We yes. lost seven pounds and a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> $150 a week, right? Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. I do want to say not all acupuncturists do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like that was my a sketchy doctor. Living, yeah. I talk to people that have to do the medical stuff like for your mm-hmm. back and neck. Yeah, not weight loss. Just not weight loss. Just not weight loss. Jenny Craig, Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers, Juice Diet. Yeah. Uh, vegan, like raw vegan. No, we vegan. I, I guess only lasted till four p.m. What else did you do? I did a thousand calorie day diet at twelve. I did that at twelve. The um, best thing that worked for me was the intermittent fasting. I still do that. And I tried that, but you can't do that if you have an eating disorder. Yeah. So if you're a binge eater or have any kind of eating disorder, you cannot intermittent fast. It just will make your whatever. It puts you it is. in a binge restrict cycle. It absolutely is. Yeah. So I would I would do it for 21 hours. Great. I could do it. But man, when I could eat, woo, I'd eat enough food to make oh, up really? for those 20-something hours. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't. My son. Even with the surgery? No, this was before my surgery. No, this was before my surgery. Now, my son did intermittent fasting, Mm -hmm. and he's great. He does great, and he didn't need to have surgery. He does great. He lost all of his weight. I mean, he does that good, but he didn't have an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. You can't do that if you're a binge eater. I tried it. It doesn't work. can't. cannot. No, I do that now. Yeah, you can do it now. Like, with, the, with the surgery. I yeah, but you've now, never had so, an eating disorder. No, I, I've never had so I did it for two years. I did it for two years after surgery. I loved it because, yeah. like, it's, it cycles of either 10 hours, 12 hours, or 8 hours. And the ultimate is the 8 hours. Because what it's trying to do is get you to actually process all the food that you're putting in your body during mm-hmm. the time that mm-hmm. you're slaughtering. So I would actually eat from 1 to 9 with my and it like yeah. really charged me up and made me feel like more alert. I like the fog brain was like gone. Well, so, and I think it also your brain is more like regimented, and very analytical, and like and, a routine. Yeah, and so like even though you you used to binge, mm-hmm. it does it doesn't affect you in the same way, right? Because your brain is set up a little bit different where you enjoy the routine. I do. Whereas like for me, I'm the like yeah. okay, I'm gonna restrict. Okay, yeah. but then when I can eat, I'm going to eat everything. Right. So, yeah, I feel that's I was me. That's most me. successful when I have a routine. A gym routine, mm-hmm. a cooking routine, mm-hmm. um, you know, drinking water, vitamin routine, yeah, everything. Yeah. When I have everything planned out, mm-hmm. I'm very successful. But when one thing goes wrong for yeah. me, yeah, when one thing goes wrong, like if I miss a gym day, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. I'm like that. I'm 
all or nothing, which is not good. It's not. But you're really amazing, though, how you weigh everything. In her picture, she'll even put her hand down so you can see. Like, she will show you her portion sizes. Like, you're so good. I've never been, even after surgery, I weighed for a little bit, and then I did those little cups they tell you to buy, those little, man, that lasted, like, maybe a month. Yeah, maybe. And then I was like... I know how much I can eat. Yeah. So, so yeah. I actually, I recently stopped uh, calorie counting. I was finding it wasn't getting okay. me to my goals. I never, yeah. were, were we supposed to calorie no. count? Okay. Cause I never I, did. I did. I did. I did not. Yeah. I never did that. No, that's just a diet culture issue. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. yeah. We talked to several surgeons that are like, no, we do not get the caloric. Don't. Um, yeah. I, I requested it. Has it has to be just yeah. protein and water. I asked. I asked and, my dad. They said too. that you absolutely do no. not need to be counting calories. Mm-hmm. You're not consuming enough in a 24-hour period to yeah. actually yeah, especially count your calories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense. You're always going to be at a deficit. Yeah. But for you, that helped you stay on track. Is it that did, why you did it? It, just, yeah. it gave me like a peace of mind of knowing mm-hmm. that I was in a calorie deficit, which is mm-hmm. not a good yeah. sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to stop roughly after a year out. I'm saying, you know, it's just causing more stress on me. Mm-hmm. I think if I stop calorie counting, I can focus on putting good nutrients into my body and not just hitting macros, hitting calories. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, with that, I had like a steady weight loss, two, three pounds a week. And mm-hmm. I've just been plateauing a lot recently. Yeah. These last few months I'm sort of maintaining mm-hmm. um, just because my schedule's all over the place, starting school, job, everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to slowly get back into the swing of it, but I don't think I'll ever go back to calorie counting again. Yeah. I don't. Calorie Only if you're like a bodybuilder and competition, yeah. mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Yeah. But for everyday yeah. person, you don't need it. You know, thank y'all so much for being here. I just loved it. Thank, thank you, you ladies for coming and for sharing your stories. Thank you for I, having me. Yes, ma'am. Thank y'all for coming, being a part of the podcast. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcast. And check us out at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash fairy diaries. For more exclusive content, deep dives, and info on upcoming events, don't forget, follow us on social media. See you there.